What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Rebel Roundup here on the Force Diet Podcast. On today's show, we will be taking a look at both episodes three and four, Droids in Distress and Fight or Flight. While not directly related like Spark of Rebellion, these two stories complete what I'd consider to be the four-episode Welcome to the Ghost arc. Um, by the end of these two episodes, Ezra has been fully brought into the fold of the Ghost crew, and we gain a bit more background on some of the different team members. So with that, sit back and relax. This is where the fun begins. Beginning with episode three, Droids in Distress, uh, whose original TV air date was October 13, 2014. We pick back up with the ghost crew after what appears to be a failed mission as they are being pursued once again by the Empire. Lacking in pretty much every conceivable resource, Kanan suggests pulling a job for Visago, which would see them intercept an Imperial weapon shipment. Popping back to Lothal, we see the team setting up the score, with Ezra, Kanan, and Chop causing a distraction on a transport ship. This results in all droids, including none other than C-3PO and R2-D2, to be sent to the designated droid area at the back of the ship. Now without her translator, Minister Tua is cleverly assisted by Sabine in translating the Aqualish, spoken by her guest Mr. Wabo. It's during this translation that Sabine and Zeb learn of the location of the weapon shipment and at the exact same time are able to misdirect Tua to the wrong location. The team is able to collect the weapon shipment, albeit under a bit of duress, and we learn that the contents are T7 ion disruptors. Zeb is noticeably shaken by this and pleads with Kanan not to sell the pieces to Visago. We later learn the reason for this, and it's because the same type of weapon was used by the Empire to all but eradicate the Lasat species on Lasan. And we also learn from Agent Callus that there are very few remaining Lasats, with Zeb, of course, being one of them. Returning to Lothal, 3PO, who along with R2 is brought back along on the Ghost, sends a distress call, which naturally is intercepted by Agent Callus. With the Empire making a surprise visit during the deal, Visago bails, and the team is left to deal with the Imperials on their own. Callus makes a point to face Zeb, and it's at this point that we get the big backstory reveal, in that it was in fact, Agent Callus, who gave the order to use the T-7s in the attack on the Lasats, and he battles Zeb specifically with a Lasat Guardsman's bow rifle uh, to, to rub in that fact. Zeb loses himself in this rage and is bested by Callus in their fight, and just as Callus readies the finishing blow, Ezra, through great emotion, force ejects Callus into the neighboring boulder, allowing the team to escape. It isn't until Zeb comes to that he realizes it wasn't Kanan who saved his life, but rather Ezra. Uh, a couple interesting points from this episode. Uh, at the very end of the episode, C-3PO and R2 are delivered to none other than Bail Organa, uh, and it would seem that it was R2's mission the entire time to gain intel on the Empire's activity on Lothal. Uh, there's an excellent nod to the hallway scene in A New Hope, uh, actually, as Bail kneels down to place the data disc into R2, in an identical, albeit mirrored, manner uh, in which Leia does so. So that's a really cool little callback. Um, and then another fun point, uh, which is a cool Easter egg uh, from this episode, the transport ship droid pilot uh, seen at the beginning of the episode is named RX-24, a.k.a. Rex, and is voiced in this episode by Paul Rubens, who, for those who don't know, is more famous for uh, playing Pee Wee Herman. 
Uh, more interestingly, though, in the context of Star Wars, uh, RX-24 was the original pilot who was also voiced by Rubens for the original Star Tours ride in Disney World, and uh, Rex can now be seen spinning the dials at Oga's Cantina. So wrapping up Episode 3 and moving on to Episode 4, Fight or Flight, uh, whose original TV debut was on October 20th, 2014. We open with Ezra attempting to practice his force usage in trying to levitate a bowl with Chop there, of course, for a bit of moral support. Chop being Chop, though, he pranks Ez by lifting the bowl for him, and their subsequent roughhousing gets Zeb worked up. After kindly reminding Zeb how he saved his life in an effort to avoid a severe pummeling, Chop pulls another prank on them both, and the two get into yet another wrestling match. Uh, not, not willing to tolerate the roughhousing on her ship, Hera sends Zeb and Ezra together on a supply run to the local market, with uh, one of the items on the list being a non-native fruit called a Meluron. And uh, this task has to be the Star Wars equivalent of sending someone out for blinker fluid uh, with Zeb and Ezra, only realizing this after they learn that the last few imported fruits have just been bought by the Empire. Um, at this point, there's also a moment where Ezra reconnects with a family friend, Mr. Sumar, who we learn has a farm that the Empire is pressuring him to sell, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later. Meanwhile, in the quest for Melurons, Ezra is planning to use his force powers to levitate the creative fruit. When this inevitably fails, he resorts to the tried-and-true method of just stealing it, and a pursuit ensues. While Ezra is busy running away, Zeb decides to boost a TIE fighter, and in the process rescues Ezra, and, uh, it, and Zeb is sure to remind him, of course, that they're all square now. Uh, on the way back to the ghost, they inform Hera and Kanan of their TIE prize, which they are promptly told to ditch. But in route, they see a fire off in the distance, uh, circling back now to Mr. Sumar. The Empire is no longer interested in purchasing his farm and is rather going to be taking it by force. Uh, so he and others are loaded onto a prisoner transport carrier, and Ezra and Zeb, a.k.a. Admiral Meliron, work together with a bit of Thai might and some conveniently thrown fruit, uh, and they are able to help release the prisoners. Uh, Zeb and Ezra, who henceforth shall be known as Zebra, ditch the TIE fighter, though their poker faces say otherwise. As they return to the ship, it's become clear that there's a level of camaraderie and a bond being forged between the two of them in a way that makes them feel almost like brothers. Uh, quick quick point for this, uh, it's really just a culmination uh, of the two episodes, but as alluded to, this closes out the introductory uh, arc, the opening introductory arc, with Ezra now being fully incorporated into the crew. Uh, Zeb's initial hesitancy and disdain for Ezra's addition has morphed into a big bro, little bro sort of relationship, and uh, Ezra has more than proved himself useful. Uh, from here, Ezra, through Kanan's tutelage, will embark on his Jedi path, and the team will be challenged in more ways than one. So that wraps our discussion for this installment. Uh, really hope you enjoyed this episode and are enjoying the series. If you did enjoy this, please consider following or subscribing to the show and consider leaving a rating or review if you haven't already. Uh, if you're new to the show, please be sure to check out our main episodes where Jedi and John and I banter about oh so many lovely Star Wars things. Uh, check the show notes for links to our social channels and be sure to let us know what you think. Thanks for tuning in and until next time. May the Force be with you. Force